Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes. It's in the huddle, guys. Subscribe. We go inside the NFL, uh, all the latest information, of course, behind the scenes info as well as we talk about what's going on. Moving a little bit past free agency. Again, the big week last week, you saw the signings. You saw the moves being made. They're not done. Some teams are still going to do some things, but it was so fun and so active last week. Baldy, let's talk about the Panthers because um, I want to know what quarterback do you think, as of right now, this could change, is worthy of the number one pick by the Carolina Panthers? Well, you know, when they made the trade, they gave up an awful lot to go from nine to one. And I, I was an advocate of Chicago Ryan Poles going – the best trade partner in this whole deal is Carolina because they're going to give up the most because they got the most to travel. And by and large, Ryan Poles made the deal. Now he gets, you know, they lose DJ Moore, who's a really good player. I think yeah. he's the number one wide receiver. Um, you know, I'd love to see him, you know, with Justin Fields going forward. I think that's, that's really going to work out, but so you go all the way to one, you know, it's for quarterback and you go, okay, which one to your question, Carl. And you go, all right, Bryce Young, to me, is just the best pure passer. But we all know his frame is a concern. When yeah. he said he's the exact same size as Kyler Murray, I go, that's hard. It's hard to play the position at that size. And then, you know, he weighed 204, I think. Like, he didn't look 204 to me. Maybe he's pumped up. Maybe he's got, you know, rocks in the pocket, so all, all that stuff. But um, regardless, that's a frame is a concern. So you go, all right. Is but Carolina's offense line is pretty good. Like I like what they did with Hickey and you know uh, all, all the guys up front. They they're, they're building a good group. Uh, they brought back Bozeman to play center and blah blah blah. But I, I feel like C.J. Stroud can throw the ball as well as anybody, and he's bigger. And if you watch him against Georgia in the national championship game, his mm-hmm. mobility was exactly what you need. Stepping up in the pocket, getting out of the pocket, extending a play. He showed a lot of what he hadn't had to show in many games prior to that. And so I feel like that was an audition for the first pick in the draft. So I, I feel like C.J. Stroud, because of all of the measurables, the size, the arm strength, how he threw the ball at the combine, how he competed, we got to see what his pro day looks like. I want to see him run, Carl. Okay. And I want to see Bryce Young run, you know, with these pro days. Because, I look, I, you could say, okay, Kyler Murray didn't run. All right, we, we knew Kyler Murray was a blur. But I don't know what Bryce is. He a four five guy? Is he a four six guy? Is he a four four? I don't know. Is C.J. Stroud pedestrian four seven? Like I, I, I kind of like to see what they are, and and let and really compete all the way. And you know, you're training for all these other things. They're training for speed. They're training for their starts. Like let's see it. Like I want to put it in paper because I think if Bryce Young goes out and blows out a four four if he ran, like that might be enough, Carl. It to might make be. The number one, the pro days for Ohio State and Alabama this week. Um, you know, Carolina will be at both days because I, I always think you can always glean something from watching a quarterback throw a football or just yes. and, and with Anthony Richardson's next week. Like, I just think no matter what you've seen on tape and the tape doesn't lie, no. I just think some you can always learn something about a quarterback, whether it's command whether it's how they interact with people, people they don't know. Like, I just think you can learn personality. You can learn traits. You can see things that might make like live mechanically go. That's great. Like I can't work. I can't improve upon that. That's, that's what I'm looking for. You know, I just think all these teams are going to be at all these days this week and next week with Richardson. I think you can learn a lot, but I, I want to see Bryce Young and CJ Stroud run. 
I just want to know. Like I've asked Kyler Murray, how fast are you, dude? Like I, <laughs> he goes, Paulie, I, I ran one forty in my life. I ran the four two. He goes, that's all I'm doing. Like you know, like, okay, but we yeah. see it. We see it. You sure. know, we see his speed. So, but I don't know what Bryce Young. He's not a runner. You know, I want to see. Like I think it makes a difference when you when you're trying to examine these guys. And maybe Carolina already knows that's why they made the move. I hope they've already decided, and they can't be because I think the worst thing is indecision. Yes. And then you get like all of a sudden Bryce Young runs a 4-4 and you're like, I love CJ Stroud, but I love that too. You know, like I hope they've already decided what they want. David Tepper signed off on it. This is what we're getting. We just want to make sure we get them. Like I hope there isn't because you could be swayed by, you know, by some of these workouts and pro days and more interviews and meetings and stuff. I, I hope for Carolina's sake that they've decided who they want. Boldy, let me ask you this. Ohio State's wide receiving core is so damn good year in and year out. Okay. And um, uh, for example, Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr., right, goes out in the national championship game. Yeah. It changed the game. Yeah. Just changed the game. Yeah. Here's my concern with CJ Stroud. Some people said this about Justin, and I was a little biased for Justin because I saw the kid. I know his family here in Atlanta. I felt like he was going to develop. If he went to the right team, he could he could be a, a star in the league. Mm-hmm. But we have this bias with Ohio State quarterbacks, Baldy, that they're, these guys are so damn wide open all the time that these guys, the quarterbacks, don't have to do as much. And so how much – You go back that, to Dwayne Haskins with it too. Exactly. I mean, exact same thing. So how much of that plays into what I see on tape, right? You see how how guys they're throwing the ball. These guys are throwing for three thousand yards every season. It's no problem. They've got thirty five to forty touchdowns, and you go, "Is this the quarterback making these plays, or is this scheme?" And these guys, these these why he's playing with NFL wide receivers. Bryce could they could say the same thing about Bryce, you know, uh, at Alabama two seasons ago, where he had two first round picks out wide. Is that Bryce, or is that the system? How concerning is that as you look at these guys? It's a concern, Carl. I mean, it's a it's a really valid point. I wanted the same thing because, you know, in, in Ohio State, I mean, you've got two first-round picks at offensive tackle. you got a center that's going to be taken in the second or third round. Like, you got an NFL offense line in front of you. And so, a lot of days, honestly, it looks like it's just point and shoot. Right. Point and shoot. Like that, It's like, okay, here's Njigba. You know, here's Marvin Harrison. You know, like, this is this is what they throw to. And these guys, they like, they all run in the four fours or four threes. Curtis Samuel, you go back, you know, I mean, it's, it's unreal. Like just the, the level of like, you know, you're going up against Indiana or you're going against, Iowa, you know, I'm not picking on these other teams, but yeah. like, they just don't have guys that can stay with them. And until they get to those big playoff games against Alabama or Clemson, you know, where all of a sudden you, 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 you know, you, you got to be a little bit better that day. I think it's a real concern, Carl. And it's something that you have to consider. Because nobody's that wide open in the NFL. We know that. Uh, the windows are just that much tighter. The decision-making has to be that much sharper, quicker. And so it's a concern. It, it is a concern. And you just wonder, like, why isn't, you know, okay, maybe Mac Jones becomes, you know, perennial Pro Bowl player. Um, but there's not many of these guys that have come out of these programs where, you know, they've become elite NFL players. And it's, it, it is a real, real concern. And I don't know how – Everybody looks at these quarterbacks a little bit different. There's no just unanimous way to evaluate them because we keep missing at the highest 
spots we keep missing, and Brock Purdy comes in and plays like the number one pick. Exactly. You know, so we obviously are looking at a lot of the wrong things and a lot of the things that you're talking about, Carl. Yeah, the Purdy thing, I look at that as a guy, you know, you, you play a lot of games in college. You play on a less talented team than a lot of the teams you may play against. And there's more pressure on you to make plays at that position. And, and that's kind of how I look at Purdy, right? So then you come into the NFL and you're more ready. I don't know if anybody's ever ready, but you're more ready than some of the other guys that th- that didn't apply to. Oh. I mean, that, that that if I go to Alabama, and, and again, you're right, Baldy. If I go to Ohio State, I know that there are multiple five stars around me, right? And it makes my life and my job a lot easier. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, Purdy, oh, he's at Iowa State. They're battling every Saturday. He's got to put the throws and make the throws. And I think that stuff matters when you get to the league. And that's maybe why he wasn't afraid of the moment this year when we saw him play. I mean, that's the well, only thing I can think about. No, but listen, Carl. I mean, he, he started 47 games at Iowa State. I know Matt Campbell pretty well. I think I did Brock Purdy's first start. Like he was a highly recruited kid out of Arizona. Sat maybe the first three or four games, and they put him in. You know, against Kansas or somebody, whatever. Like, you know, they gave him a chance. But you, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't think Iowa State's had a receiver drafted. You know, that, uh, that's my point. They had Brees Hall to hand off to for yes. a couple of years. But yes, and if you look at TCU right now with the quarterback coming out there who's been benched and, you know, all this stuff, like he started 43 games. And he, yes, he, you know, like Quentin Johnson is the real deal. And, you know, Darius is a good player. Like they've had some good players there, but. I think some of these other programs where you've got to, you know, it's like what coaching and competition is all about. Like, okay, how are we going to win this game? All right, well, you know, I need – and so you see this stuff. Max Duggan, you know, goes out and he, he blows out a, you know, 4-5-40. And you go, <laughs> I didn't know he had a 4-5-40. And he's faster than Russell Wilson. Yes. You know, coming out of college. And these guys played a lot of games, and they saw a lot of Saturday afternoons where they're the underdog. And he found a way to win the game. And sometimes that's more valuable than throwing to five-star receivers. Baldy, let's talk about uh, the news from Cam Newton. I don't know what you think about Cam Newton. Here's what I think. I think at one point we all knew that he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He was an MVP, took his team to the Super Bowl, number one overall pick. But where he currently is over the last few years, I don't know if Cam is washed. And Cam Newton is going to be throwing at Auburn's Pro Day. Um, I think it's today. Um, it and, and it's today. And Cam Newton is 33 years old um, or 30, about to be 34. And the question is, Baldy, does he deserve another shot, especially what we've seen over the last couple of years? I just don't know what's not clicking. You know, Carolina – and you could say Carolina and Matt Rule were a mess when he went there and, you know, they were trying to figure out the quarterback stuff. But even with this shot with, with New England, you know, what happens? What what went wrong? Why didn't he get another opportunity to be the guy? And Cam said, and I'm quoting him as he put this video out, randoms keep getting jobs. <laughs> and he's talking about quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he throws. Let's just say he throws well today at Auburn, Okay. Does he get another shot? Does he deserve another shot? Well, typically, I mean, when you're the first pick in the draft, you basically get 10 years to prove that you can't play. And that's sort of, you know, that's kind of a negative. Yeah. But he's proved, obviously, he can play. 
Is he better than Gardner Minshew's backup or Taylor Heineke? All these guys, Andy Dalton, all these guys that are just on this carousel, you know, backing up Sam Darnold. Is he better than Sam Darnold? Yeah, I think he's better than all those guys I just mentioned. But there is, I I just wonder if he went in. First of all, I'm not sure that anybody's going to allow him to compete for the starting job, which might be fair or not fair. But these teams that are, you know, if you're Atlanta and you brought him to Atlanta, could he beat out Des Ritter? Probably could. Right. But, or is he going to get that chance when they want to see what he can do at this age? Probably not. So then you go, okay, is Cam a good backup quarterback? I I doubt it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not – I'm, I just – a guy that has been the MVP of the league, been in the Super Bowl, been to play It's hard. It's hard. been a star, a real yeah. star in his right. business. Does he want to sit there and be the backup? Like, Danny Dalton is fine being the backup. Like, his day has come and gone. All right? We know what his playoff record is. He's a backup quarterback, and I think he's fine with it. You know, when he gets a chance to play wherever it's been, Dallas, all these different New Orleans, like, he's he's played pretty good. But I just don't know if Cam would take that role very well, and would he work yeah. at that role? I don't know. And that's, you know, that that's a concern. And so, but I don't think that should preclude him from not getting a chance. Like, I yeah. know he's going to go out and throw the ball well today. I mean, his arm is going to be, but, you know, the injuries have caught up to him a little bit. Doesn't look quite as mobile. Um, you know, the accuracy, pinpoint accuracy has always been a little bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made up for it with unbelievable athleticism. And when he, 2015 was the MVP, there wasn't a more confident person in the league. Forget about player. He was the most confident person in the whole league. Like the things that he said I can do, he did running for 10 touchdowns and, you know, all the stuff that he did like that. But 2015 is a long time ago. ago. It is. So I just feel like that's his spot right now. His starting days have come and gone. He just had two opportunities to go win a job and he didn't do it right or wrong. You know, fair or not fair. Sometimes that's just part of the industry. So I feel like that's where he's at right now. And, Maybe he could get like Marcus Mariota just got signed again. All right. Marcus played pretty good in Atlanta in that role that he played. We know some of the, the failures at the end of games. You know, we all saw him. Um, some decisions, some interceptions, whatever. Um, but could Cam be Marcus Mariota right now and just go, I'll, I'll go to a team and back up Jalen Hurts. I'll back up Justin Fields. I'll, you know, and when the opportunity presents itself, let me go win a game for him or yeah. two games. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I the year he wins MVP, I think he threw 35 touchdowns and ran for 10 and accounted yep. for like 45 or 46. It, yep. You know, you're right, but it is a long time ago. We will see where that shakes out. Before we get out of here, Baldy, I want to ask you about the running back carousel. It's Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, Jason Lockham for are part of this podcast as well, guys. We put new episodes out on Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We talk all things NFL all the time. And as we lead up to the draft, we'll be putting out more information and snippets and things of that nature um, as we get closer. All right. Big story in the running back market. Austin Eckler is looking for a trade from the Chargers. I want to know what you think, what that looks like for him. But while we're talking about running backs, let's just lay this out. Jamal Williams signs with the Saints after playing last season with Detroit. I like the move. He says that the offer the the, uh, Lions offered him was disrespectful. Williams gets three years, $12 million from the Saints, $8 million guaranteed. He got $3.75 million last year from the Lions. 
Then you took uh, you take a look. The Lions gave three years, $18 million to David Montgomery. So you've got this running back carousel thing going on. And then now Austin Eckler saying, hey, I want to trade. Where's he going? Good question. I mean, Rashad Penny leaves uh, Seattle, goes to Philadelphia. Um, you know, with the injury histories, David Montgomery was hurt at the end of the year last year. I mean, look, all, here, here's what I would tell Austin Eckler. And I love Austin Eckler. And he's running back number one anywhere he goes, outside of a couple places. But Isaiah Pacheco is in the seventh round. I mean, you just look at these guys and where they're being drafted yeah. and the production that they're getting for them. Brees Hall was clearly the best running back uh, coming out of the draft last year, looked like it until the ACL went. I mean, B. John Robinson is going to be the first running back taken. The guy looks like a superstar. Uh, we saw him see Quan Barkley go down ACL, ankles. Like, it's just a tough position. It's a real now. Austin Eckler has been hit. Uh, his history, injury history, is like literally. There's there's not a there's not a single thing on on the chart. He's been unbelievable, but teams just aren't investing the type of money he's looking for and the type of guarantee he's looking for at that position. When they could just, I could find a running back, and there's a bunch of good ones in this draft. Um, you know, Gibbs at Alabama. I could go through a list of ten of them that are going to be taken somewhere between one and seventh round. And you could go get those backs. What I feel like in this carousel market in free agency was it took all these teams, Detroit, New Orleans, Philadelphia, out of the running back market early. They okay. may all draft the running back later on. But I, I feel like all these teams um, said, okay, early on, we don't have to take a running back. If we see somebody like Pacheco in the seventh round, Aaron Jones in the fifth round, if there's somebody else like that there, we'll, we'll, we'll go take them. But I, I just feel like – Austin Eckler is is he's not in reality in what that market is like the contract he's looking for the guarantee he's looking for yeah. as productive as he has been I don't believe that money's out there for him I don't either uh, and and we're seeing this I mean Saquon gets tagged you know it's not twenty five and yeah. I, I totally agree with you about where the marketplace well, is Tony right Pollard is the fourth round pick he's running back number one you know in Dallas right now he's a fourth round pick out of Memphis. Yes. You know, I mean, like you can find these guys, Carl. And look, how long? I mean, it's it's rare that these guys have a long shelf life. It just is. The injury history yeah. is is real, and it's not undervaluing the position. You still got to be able to run it. But the Eagles played four running backs last year, in addition to Jalen Hurts. You know, they just Boston Scott. You know, I mean, Gainwell. They just plugged and played different situations, parts of the game, finishing games, goal line. Like, they said different guys for different things. Doug Peterson will do the same thing in Jacksonville. Like, these guys are going to run it by committee. Yeah, and I and I think you're seeing that more and more around the NFL. Brian Baldinger, we got to get out of here, man. Always a pleasure. Yep. It is in the huddle, guys. We'll be back to talk about more things, and we'll see how some of these pro days go this week. And we'll be talking about that and what we were impressed by. Make sure you subscribe to In the Huddle wherever you get your podcast. Brian Baldinger, man, have a great day. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you, Carl.